This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. The Cowboys are on the clock. Your war room for insider news and draft analysis from deep within the confines of Cowboys headquarters at the Star in Frisco. The Dallas Cowboys select Layton Vanderett. And now, your hosts, Dane Brugler. David Hellman, and Brian Broaddus. Well, it's 21 days until the 2019 NFL Draft. And you have the draft show here, trying to get you once again ready for that. It's Brian Broaddus, Dane Brugler, David Hellman, Kent Garrison, executive producing. Gentlemen, are we feeling any better about this? I know, Dane, last week you were a little you nervous. Know. You any closer? You any closer to feeling better about things? There's just there's always another player. You know? Always another player. Always another player to look at. How about another thirty day visit guy you didn't think about, huh? Yeah. Well, another guy to figure out. You yeah. know, to do one more extra game. Yeah. You know, yeah. see a little bit more tape. You just you never want to feel like you. It's incomplete. Right. You know, it, when you look at these players, it's as an evaluator, your job is to be an artist and paint a picture of what that player is. Amen. And you want to make sure you have everything that you need to, to paint the most accurate picture you can. So we're still learning about some of these guys. Uh, I mean, most of the hay's in the barn at this point. Sure. But, you know, I had to kind of spin it towards what NFL teams are doing. Yeah. Now's the time to really stack the board, finalize it, and have some of those brawls about, okay, you know, who are we really looking at? Uh, you know, some of these wide receivers where their tags are touching, who's going to get the edge, some other positions as well. So it's going to be important next three weeks. I, I saw, um, makes me think of something I saw on Twitter this week. Uh, John Harbaugh, the Ravens coach, said he'd love to see the draft moved up. So with everything you just said about how, you know, you never feel like it's complete, how would you feel about that? From my standpoint, it's, you know, I'm a one-person scouting department yeah. so it's you know a little different for me but for uh i've heard that, it, that he's not the first to say that and there's some there's some in the, in the nfl who championed for uh the draft before free agency and you know right after the season that's when you get into some of these all-star games and the combine and the draft like just boom 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 get it done with you know i mean scouts they're on the road all year so it would move up a lot of things logistically in terms of when you you know build the board and uh, I don't know. I'm a creature of habit. I like having this time to, you know, take everything in and, you know, debate with yourself and with others. But I don't know. You're, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think that to me, I've, I've kind of – I understand where Coach is coming from there because I, I, I would like to see the draft move up myself. I really would. I would like to – I would feel like that the teams would be actually better prepared. You know, you got these pro days. and so I used to think that if they if, – but you're getting so many kids running at the combine now. That and you're getting workouts. That the pro day, the pro days used to be the only ways you were going to get times, because these kids wouldn't run at the combine. Yeah, they feel almost obsolete these yeah, days. Yeah, and now and now all of a sudden, except you, for a few yeah, special mm-hmm. circumstances right, per right. year. Now, no, the, the 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 reason, and it's interesting that a coach would bring that up to move the draft up because, from the scouting perspective, the scouts would probably love that because it would mean the coaches couldn't catch up to what's going on in the draft. <laughs> Keep no. the coaches from getting their well. That's what I'm saying. Paws and, 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 on, on the draft. Yeah, notes. there's some yeah. coaches that are really, really good evaluators. This head coach here is an excellent evaluator. You know, I mean, he really is. If you look at the way this football team has been built, he is an excellent evaluator. But there's a lot of these coaches now that don't have the opportunity. You know, they're they're thinking, oh, okay, well, uh, now we're starting to watch tape. Now we're having this. Now we're having that. But they, they haven't really caught up. Yeah. You know, the, the coaches would coaches need more time. The scouts don't. 
Scouts have seen, like Dane said, scouts have seen all this. And we always joke, like, every year, you know, as it gets later in the draft process, like, narratives start changing when the coaches get involved. Coaches get involved. A lot of times it'll mess up a draft. A guy, a guy Because we don't call third down defenses. Yeah. I know I don't. Yeah. You know, I never, I never went down on the field and said, "Hey, Coach Holmgren, we we need to Brett needs to throw a sprint right option here." I never did that. You I mean, know? I'm intrigued by the possibility. I, it'll never happen because the, I mean, the league is going to monopolize every way that's it can, it. and, yeah, and having the draft we basically have four in weeks May, off. That's all we have. It's okay. Yeah, that's fine. stretching out. It's the, an interesting thought, though. Stretching out the calendar really helps keep the NFL in the discussion. Uh, so yeah, yeah there's it no, sure does. It's not going to change, but it. It would be interesting to, you know, a lot of teams will build their board before the combine. Yeah. Uh, and that way they have some, you know, at least a base going into the combine. But it is interesting when some teams, they'll they'll take a picture of that board before the combine. We did every year. Yeah. And then. We did every year. After. Yeah. You take a before and after picture. And then after the draft, three years down the road, you go back and look and say, okay, did we, were we more correct, more accurate pre-combine and then did we allow the testing to uh skew our thinking what you know what we saw on the field and then or did it help in both ways i got in a discussion with gil brandt this morning about this about about boards and stuff because right. he, he was gil was went through our star magazine which is out i'm going to give you all the details to the next break of how you pick that up but gil went through and he was he was not as high on uh, elijah holyfield as i was and i kind of shamed him in a way of saying of somebody that evaluates tape that was as important to you as evaluation, you know, of that, how would you not evaluate you know, Holyfield and say that, you know, he doesn't have the type of traits you're looking for in a back? He goes, well, he just doesn't run well enough. I say, Gilly, you look at the tape? You know, you look at the tape? And also, he was very critical of rap. The, the Washington safety. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, four, I go. 474. 474. And we're going to get into that. That's mm-hmm. something I want to do here in the next, at least the opening segment. I, I know we kind of. Yeah, uh, I kind of. Sorry, I took that no, off no, track. No, no, no. It's quite fault. all right. Quite all right. But I want to get into what's going to be. What are going to be the discussions in these war rooms now? What is going. Is. Are, are scouts going to be, you know, Dane and Dave, are they going to be affected by the way these guys ran? Are they going to be affected that Thompson from Alabama, the safety, who we all thought was the best one coming into this process, has not run a 40-yard dash? You know, are we, are we going to get affected by Rapp's time? And are we going to get affected by Holyfield's time? Are we going to get affected, uh, you know, by the time of Jacobs from Alabama? Mm-hmm. You know, what are scouts going to be fighting for and what are they going to be fighting against? You know, are there going to be people in that room that's going to say you cannot take it? For example, Jawan uh, Williams, the corner from uh, Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. You know, there's going to be people that are going to love him in this draft room, and there's going to be people that absolutely, absolutely don't because of what you said. He doesn't run well enough. He doesn't run well enough, right. or the time's not. So I want to get into that. Your your thought is there is there a group? A player, all these wide receivers. You mentioned that. How are you going to stack that? Right. How do you stack uh, all these defensive ends? How do you stack the safeties with all the information that's coming in? Where the where do you think the biggest fights are going to be in draft rooms around the around the around the country? I think it's going to be these receivers because you know we've said it since the start. There's we don't have a receiver in this draft that's a locked top twenty pick. But after that, between picks twenty and you know, 100, it's going to be loaded. And so it's just a matter of, 
you know, who do we prefer? One uh, and even you know, okay, look at this team with the Cowboys. They brought in Emmanuel Hall. Yep. They brought in McCall Hardman. Yep. They brought in Debo Samuel. Yep. These are all three potential top 100 picks, and you know, I, more teams are going to have more wide receivers on the board, and then to stack those wide receivers, you know, what do you prefer? Uh, you know, it's going to be an interesting conversation with with Debo. He's not the burner that those other two guys are, but he's a more polished receiver. And so, what do you what do you value? And so, it's these wide receiver conversations are going to be fascinating. With when you throw in some of the bigger guys like your Hakeem Butler, your Nikhil Harry, Kelvin Harmon's. Right? How do you separate the bigger guys from an Andy Isabella, from a McCole Hardman? Um, you know, some of the smaller guys. So the wide receivers are going to be fascinating to stack and then the debate about where they should be stacked. Do you, do you feel like, what do you make of what the Cowboys have done then at wide receiver? They added Cobb. I actually, and now, and and they have a a group of receivers. They, they, you know, they did it by committee last year, but they, but they're still, the committee's there with the addition of Cobb. We saw what they were able to do with Amari Cooper. I wrote, I wrote this this week. Uh, it's pinned on my Twitter profile and just did a little basic like draft primer. So for everything you just said, Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup are the only guys here with long-term futures. It might be fun to draft a young guy on a four-year deal, and that gives your receiver core a long-term direction because then you've got Gallup for three more years, new guy for four more years, and you know whatever Cooper winds up signing, it'll be long. It'll, you know, it'll be four, five, six years. On the other side of that, you have... Randall Cobb, Tavon Austin, and Alan Hearns, who are all here. Uh, and then that doesn't even include Cedric Wilson, Noah Brown, Lance Lenore, and I'll even throw in Devin Smith because who knows, maybe he can get right. Um, so you, you obviously don't need a receiver. But that's what I've been saying from the very beginning is if you invest in a good one, first of all, it's going to help your quarterback out. I think it's a great bang for your buck pick, either at 58 or at 90, based on what Dane is just now saying about how do you even stack these wide receivers. It's the classic, like, best player available. Like, no, no, they don't need one, but I really think they could take this receiver core to another level by drafting a good one. What do you make them bringing in Damian Harris, running back from Alabama? That's interesting. That is the most surprising, and, you know, we don't have to go down the whole list of 30. You can find... No, you you could find it out. But... We'll talk about it, it for you. And that's, you know, kind of, I wanted to get Tell into that. Tell me more is, coming up. You know, I, I wrote a story about it that we, I, we published it two weeks ago, but we ran it back this week is you can get an idea of what they're thinking for all of these positions based on who they're inviting. Cause I mean, at the end of the day, we don't know a hundred percent where these guys are going to be drafted, but you have an idea, right? So the receivers, you're talking about guys that you probably got to take in the second, third, maybe fourth round. Um, some of the, you know, there's there's some linebackers that are clearly like day three picks. Obviously, they don't want to invest a big pick on that. You're yeah. talking, you know, round six, seven, maybe undrafted free agent. And that's what's so curious about Damian Harris is you're not getting him anywhere but 58, are you? If maybe he's, if he would get to 90, maybe that's why you're doing your... Are you saying that? What? Are you saying he can get to 90? I think it's possible, sure. Running backs are so tough. Because is this because of what you saw last year with the uh, our LSU kid? And you even brought Geis. that Geis dropping running, all the way down. Are we, are we, are we overrating we, Harris then? Maybe we are. But even... I mean, are we? I mean, I, I got a second-round grade on the guy. I, I, so do I. I need a second back. I have a first-round grade on Jacobs, a second-round grade on um, Harris, and then a bunch of third-round grades. Yeah. So, I, you know, I think he's worth it, but... 
I don't know. If this team took a running back at 58, you'd kill them. It would be, it, yeah, I, it of would course be, I would. I, I, it would be bad. It would, and it would be a shock, too. It, it would be a, a total surprise. Wouldn't it? It would be mildly shocking if they took one at 90, in my opinion. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. So that, that does, you know, to your point, make it really interesting they brought in Harris. You know, I don't know. Could you see him taking a running back at 90? Yeah. If, I could. Well, if if Damian Harris were to fall to ninety, I think that's a different conversation. Yeah, yeah. like that's different. Let me tell you know, this: I could if, get on board if with Taylor that. Rapp falls to fifty-eight to safety, I'm all in for that. Sure, but that's so that's much. That's so I know, much I'm just different. Saying, no, no, Safety's I, arguably no, no, the I'm biggest need that. on the roster. I'm saying though, but it, it, I'm talking about guys that potentially could fall. I don't see Harris or Rapp falling. I guess that's my point. Yeah, but that, I mean, I, I would you know, and do you do you look at Harris and say? They could very well have a second round grade on him, and he very well could be better than anybody that's left in the second round. So what? Uh, real quick. So like I said, I don't want to read the whole how list, many, uh, but this we know. Real quick, real okay. quick, real quick. How many second? How many projects? Those guys we projected at fifty eight last week. Mm-hmm. How many of those guys you think are better? That Damian Harris is better than the guys that we projected at at at, at fifty eight. Um, I, I mean, th- if you go through, we we think the two safety we, he, is yeah. he better than the two safeties. No, if I, Abram, I, if Abram no. was there or or he, he might, was I, there, like, he might be better. And I know, like you know, there are people that are down on Abram because he doesn't cover as well as other safeties. Right. And you know, you never want to window dress your board, but never man, do. man, it sounds crazy to go away from a good player at a position you need to draft a backup for an all-pro. I'm looking at my top 100 board, and Harris is my 52nd player, my last-ranked second-round grade. And Abram is 37, my highest grade, right. highest second-round grade. Um, but I think everyone else we talked about, like Debo's behind Damian Harris. Um, who else we talk about? Collier, Thornhill. Yeah, Collier, Thornhill. So, Although we talked about a bunch, about those yeah. defensive tackles. No, I think there's a very realistic possibility he is the best player that it could be there at 58, but yeah. that doesn't mean you should take them. What did, what did you Call say? It window dressing or not, but no, did, no, no. I'm just, I, I'm just, I'm just, again, we're here to what investigate you, and educate. What did you say? They, to me they on brought the... this guy in for a reason. Mm-hmm. Let's try and figure out what that reason is. Well, I would assume doing your due diligence and yeah, maybe they like him better than a lot of their other options. I think, in that spot. I think we'd have to take, well, you, you think there might be a possibility that he could be, you're just saying that he for sure will be there at 58. Not for sure, but probably. Yeah, and then, but if you would get to ninety, then okay, maybe that's. Are where you, you kill him? You kill, you're killing him for taking him at ninety now. I won't kill him for taking him at ninety. I don't think I'd have a choice but to kill him for taking him at fifty eight. Mm-hmm. Which, I'm. What, what did you say to me on the break last week? Like Ezekiel Elliott is a humongous part of the reason for all of their success these last three years. Absolutely, right? and he's that good that you have to spend a top sixty pick on a backup for him. And also did, keeping in mind, did you see what happened to him last year? Yeah, he got worn down. Yeah, get, bad. So he's. It, it kind of goes back to the argument of like, there's no got a way, contract looming too, don't we? There's David? no effing way that you need to like. Uh, wow, I totally brain farted there. There's no way you need to allocate all these resources to have a stud at every offensive line position, right? Isn't right. that what people say? Like, you don't need a first round pick at every posi- uh, position to be good. If you need a top 60 running back to back up one of the three best in the league, like that just seems wildly inaccurate to me. Right. And I, this team should absolutely draft a running back. It just doesn't have to be with a top 100 pick. It, I, yeah. I mean, you, God. look at who, look at Philip Lindsay from last year. 
You know, you this can, is fascinating to me that they brought backs. him in, though. It, 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 no, it, it's, it is. I mean, that, that's when the, you go I'm down, trying to figure it out. When you go down the list of visitors, you, he jumps off the page at you like, Whoa. You guys are telling me how important these 30 visits are. They are. And, no. and I'm, I'm just trying to figure all this out. I don't, we're I not going to have to come up with an answer. I'll tell you right now. Because we're, because it, it would, if you would fall at a 90, like that would be tremendous value. Just it doesn't mean it's the right pick, depending on who else is there. But, I think in the right scenario, if he would fall to 90, then it would make sense, depending on who else is there at 90. So at 90, he makes sense. At maybe, 58, maybe. At 58, you're scratching your head. Yes. yes. Maybe, maybe he makes sense at 90. It just depends who's I'm, there. I'm Why do you want him at 90? Because it's a lesser value pick, and you're telling me that he's – I mean, you're getting him a full round after you said he'd be gone. I still don't love it. Don't get me wrong. What are you there. trying to get at 58 then? What, tell me what your, your idea is to get at 58 then. It, a potential impact player on defense, okay. maybe not impact player, but okay. someone that's going to at least be a building block to your defense, whether that's a safety, a defensive lineman, whoever. Gerald Willis. Uh, yeah. Actually, See, don't, well, there, there we go. He's not a second round player. Don't get, see. There don't we go. Get, don't don't. We got we got Gerald Willis talk coming up in the second segment. So no, I understand. I, I I'm just trying to you know. You, you think he's a second round player? No. Okay. Absolutely well, we not. Give but, me, but see, that's what I'm saying. They might. I would hope not. I want on and I'll even take it a step further. I want to, and you're you're about to you're about to come at me for this, but I want the guy. <laughs> You've done I want, enough these shows he knows. I want the best player available. Who That's a will, need. Who will make no? Who will well? Who will make an impact for this team? And eat like even if it's a receiver, he's got a better chance of doing that in the past. Happy NFL, he could theoretically with the three with the three. Okay, who are your three starting receivers here right now? Cobb, uh, Gallup, and, and Cooper. Is that, Randall, is that receiver you're talking about going to make it Cobb, in? who has not been healthy the last two years of his career, who I think would be a mistake to just assume he's going to play 16 games. Okay. But you tell, me, you, you tell me receivers have a hard time having some success, right? First year? Rookies, yeah. yeah. Traditionally, it's the one yeah. position that I, has the toughest time. I, and, I, you know, for the 18th time, I'll say I don't necessarily buy that because teams find guys every year. Yeah. Juju was pick 62. Yeah, Tyler Lockett was pick sixty nine. They take Zach Allen. Is Zach Allen a better player than Damian Harris? What is Damian Harris doing for this team? Right? Yeah. Oh, what's what's it, he doing? He's, I'm just saying in a vacuum. I'd rather have Damian running Harris. back. Let's tell the running backs have a better chance of coming in and having success than, has, than this, any other position. Not on this team. Has Zeke ever missed a game for injury? No. The answer is no. No. Yeah, knock on wood. The no. answer is no. Is this coaching staff creative enough to use two running backs really effectively the way the Saints did with Ingram and Kamara? You want them to take a tight end at 58? You no. ask that same question? I don't. Same reason. Same reason I just said. You're going said all is, defense, aren't you? Either on either defense or receiver. That would be my preference. Yeah, but we'll see how the board falls. It's just I mean, it's tough when you're picking 58 because you're 57 names have to come off the board. Oh, sure. But, What's, okay, let's get into this real quick. Taylor Rapp runs yeah. in the mid-4-7s. Bring him, Good bring, him on. bring him Bring sure, him on. Sure, sure. Bring him. Well, I mean, he's not falling the 58. You stole my let's, move. That's me. That's, that's my him. thing. Let's, I like let's, it, let's stop with the 58 and hope he falls. That's not going to happen. But he could fall out the first round. That is realistic. Yeah. And if he's there, say, best case scenario is there 40, do you go I've trade been with you the whole. Three? I've been with you the whole time. I never thought he was going to get out of 40, the 45. I thought him and Abram both weren't going to get out of 45. No, I know. I, I'm just saying with the new so I info never, that we I have. Never, I never thought of him as being a guy that was going to be there. But if people don't like a 474, yeah, come on. 
But um, you're going to trade your second or your third to go get him? You trade nine. No, no, I'm not. No, 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 no. I know that I can't get him. If he's at 40, I'm not giving my second and my third to go get him. No, I'm not. That's what I'm at because he's not coming to 58. But you he, okay? What if I? What if he gets close enough? To, what if he gets to fifty and I could ship one of my fours? Okay, now I'm in. See, I don't think it's realistic. Now I don't, we're, we're he's pipe just dreaming. too good. Yeah, we're pipe dreaming right now. I do think it's realistic. Whoa, he whoa, whoa. Be everybody's a, telling me now. Oh, he's ran four seven four. He's not. He's he might. He's not going to get picked in the top the second round. Top of the second round. Oh, maybe he's not going to. There's a chance he might not. I the had first a round. Hall of Fame guy tell me that to this morning. I talked. I told also, you, well, Gil Brandt fought me on the guy. Even if he doesn't get drafted at the top of the second, Cowboys aren't picking in the middle of the second. They're picking at the end. Yeah. Realistically, he's there. Let's say he's there at forty. These are the arguments they're having right now. In this You're room. not going to trade I'm your second you. or third to go get him. Yeah, since when do you want to hold on to your picks? No, you're no, always trying to get rid of no, your no, picks. No, no, no. I love, I love the, I love the way you guys are thinking. The problem that I'm running into though is. You told me from initial. I don't think the way you guys just described it. Nothing's changed for us. Nothing's changed. The four seven four. I think gives us a shot now. I wasn't. Well, I'm not a shot to draft him at fifty eight. No, no, a shot to make a small move, not a not a full on two pick move. <sighs> I don't know. I think that's yeah. I, okay, it's if, if that's the case, if you guys are telling me this. We're not doing it. Yeah, no, we're not doing it. We're out. We are. Yeah, we're out. So you're not giving up your second or your third. No. You'd, you'd rather have Zach Allen and about Juan Thornhill. No, that's what it's going to take. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to get me some players in this draft. I, if you guys tell me there's a shot that he's going to be play. there, if there's a shot that he's going to be there at 50, I'm in. I'm in. But he's got to get to 50 for me. I am not giving up a a, 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 sec, a two and a three. I'm not doing it. Is there a guy you'd give up the three for? And I love him. Not Taco. much. No, you don't. Uh, no. You like him. You don't love him. Oh. Fair point. Dane's playing broadest right no, now. No, it's fair point. It. If you're not going to give up pick 90. Is there a guy you'd give up pick 90 for? I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking about that. Because I, to me, I just I don't want to do that. I, I, Since when? You always want to do no, that. No, no, Mr. Conservative. No, no, not in this case, though. Because I thought, it, it, I, 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 I realistically, and I, we got to go to break. I'm killing Kent right now. I'm sorry about this. But the, the thing about it is, I'm sitting here thinking, I didn't ever think I had a shot at him anyway. I, didn't yeah. have, I, never, I, never, I never thought I had a shot at him. And he runs that 474, That's, and everybody's telling me now, oh, well, he might be there at 58. You know, all these people are starting to say, oh, well, he runs slow. I don't believe hey, it. Hey, Hall of Famer just told me, hey, he might be there. I don't believe it. I don't believe that that'll happen. Yeah. I don't either. You like Thompson enough to take him at 58? Yeah. He scares uh-huh. me. Oh, why? We haven't seen him work out. He's He worked out hurt. the other day. He ran. He did a short shuttle on stuff for you the other day. He hadn't run. Okay. Why isn't he running? Does he have a leg injury, an ankle? No, it's a wrist. He might be the same condition. He might be the same thing with that safety at Washington you want me to trade up for. What, slow? Well, maybe. Well, well, I have more issues with Thompson than just speed, you know, straight line speed. Uh-huh. So, What's your other issue? Size? Yeah, I mean, the fact that he's uh, he's lanky. I mean, he's yeah. going to get, I think he's going to get hurt with the way he, because he's okay. a physical guy. Okay. Uh, he won't back down, but he's going to get hurt because he doesn't have a lot of bulk on his body. Um, I think his eyes are an issue. Let me ask you this, and this will be my final point, Ken, I promise. When we get to 258 and you start talking about best players on the board, mm-hmm. is he going to be one of your best players on the board? You're talking about Deontay Thompson? Yes, I am. So, be, could, yeah, could Alabama. be. Alabama. The the, what you're framing for me right now is that 
you're going to have a choice between a bunch of guys that you don't love at positions you'd rather have or Damian Harris. This is exactly what I'm trying to frame. And I'm still saying, give me the guy. That's that exactly I, what I'm yeah. trying to frame. Uh, Thank the, you for coming around. Give me the guy. I don't, no, I don't, I, it doesn't change my opinion. Yeah. Don't I'm not I don't want to draft a backup at 58. No, it'd be dumb. I'd rather take a risk. I, yeah, I'll I'd fly out say it is, it'd be dumb to okay. do it. It would be dumb. With that, we'll go to break. We'll be right back with the draft show. Kaboo, Texas is three days, six stages, over 100 artists, including The Killers, Lionel Richie, Leonard Skinner, Ms. Lauren Hill, Kid Rock, Alanis Morissette, Little Big Town, The Eight Vet Brothers, Counting Crows, Pitbull, Sting, The Black Eyed Peas, and the list goes on. Don't miss Kaboo, Texas. Single day and three day passes are on sale now. Visit KAABOOTexas.com to get your passes today. If you're like me and you love, I mean, if you have a thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract, just get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now, more for your thing. That's our thing. Use code RealDeal. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 and less canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. You want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on command? That's right. News and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you you can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say, Alexa, open Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk ex- and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and of course with yours truly me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. While a player can look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Everyone, it's Ed Cahill, co-founder of The Draft Show, and it's time for Twitter on the 20. Twitter on the 20. Take it away, Tiny Jim. Thank you, Eddie. All right, we got a lot of good questions. We're just gonna we're gonna try to go as rapid fire as possible. I mentioned Gerald Willis in the last segment. Kevin says Gerald Willis's draft grade is all over the map. Would drafting him at fifty eight disappoint you? I think based on what y'all said in the last segment, the answer would be yes. Fifty eight would be high for me. This is the Miami opinion. defensive tackle. Absolutely, right. yeah. yeah. He, he, He's he, probably an under tackle. Well, he has his background worries me. I mean, I give him all the credit in the world for having being on this field as a senior, but uh, you know, he some off field stuff, some injury stuff. Uh, he's inconsistent versus the run. When he shoots the gap, he can be a disruptor in the backfield, and I, there's a lot to like there. But it's the other stuff that worries me. Um, I think he's more of a third, fourth round guy. Dane's got him right. I love this question from Renee. He says, if the best player available, going back to the first segment, if the best player available at 58 is a cornerback, why not go for that? 
At times near the end of last year, I felt like Cheeto surpassed Byron. I don't know about that, but that's okay. Wouldn't hurt. Byron to ha- might be a little banged up. Wouldn't hurt to have insurance. Yeah, that's true. Byron did just have surgery. I love this question because it, honestly, it wouldn't shock me. No. Like you keep yeah. you keep hearing whispers about Chris Richard going to look at cornerbacks, and he went to a lot of long, there are rangy all, ones. Hearing about a lot of long, lengthy corners. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, you know, obviously they have needs, but they've fortified themselves pretty well. So what do y'all think? Talking about who could be the best player available at 58, I think it's realistic that a Joe Williams from Vanderbilt could be the best player available Absolutely. at 58. And if yep. that's the case, that would make some sense. Because again, there, there's not one single team in this league that says, nah, we're good at corner. We don't need any more. No, every team needs more corner depth, especially this team when you think uh, the contracts, you look at Byron Jones coming off the hip. And so, I, yeah, I think that would make some sense at 58. And it, again, this team is not a player at 58 away from going to the Super Bowl. Okay, like this, t- this player at 58 is going to help, but it's not going to make or break this team going to the Super Bowl. So do what's best, not only for next year, but also for the long term. 30 visit guy that quiz Chris Westry. I, I was thinking Kentucky. of Kentucky. Yeah, I was thinking of I was looking at other cornerbacks at Kentucky. I wasn't looking at him. Well, no one else would because they're the Kentucky had four defensive backs. Yeah. Play in either the Shrine game or the Senior Bowl. This guy was the fifth defensive back. Right. Couldn't make. He only made the Tropical Bowl, which right. is like the fourth All Star game. Right. But when you look at the raw numbers, six four and a half, hundred ninety nine pounds. Yep. Ran a four three five forty yard dash. Oh no, I saw him in my own eyes. Ridiculous. He's a he's a good looking kid. Westry, what's your grade on him? I haven't seen him. I haven't you seen, haven't watched I have, him yet. I have okay. not. Wa- I could be honest with you. I have not watched no, him play. I don't. You've watched 350 other guys. Now I've tried. I mean, that's off. what I'm saying. I mean, he's one of those guys. I tell you. Okay, let me ask you real quick. What about Derek Thomas from Baylor? Do you know any much about him? Yeah, he was a combine guy. Um, he Temple and yeah. He former basketball player, kind of late bloomer on the football field. Okay, so he's a late round consideration guy. Yeah, I have him as a seventh. But okay, he, he was a six, six three and he ran a four four four. Let's see. There we go. I wonder if maybe Richard is looking for like a late round guy. He That's can kind of where mold I and, and yeah, then maybe, next year they say, Ah, Byron, you can go. We've got this kid. We feel really good. Well, about. maybe it's a situation that they got with. With Anthony Brown, you remember when Anthony Brown was taken? We had yeah, third right. round grades on Anthony Brown. He gets taken it in the sixth round. So Good point. Keep an eye. Uh, all right, Noah just says go along with his hypothetical here. Gerald Willis or Jay Sternberger at fifty-eight. <laughs> Ooh, don't Gerald wanna... Willis didn't make my top one hundred player. You don't yeah. like the pregnant pause right there? No, 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 no. I'm trying to think of though. It, you know, they, they. I think they need defensive tackles. I don't think they need that defensive tackle. That's yeah, yeah. They're they're hunting three techniques. They're hunting three. They're not hunting nose. So it made me pause because Willis could play the three. And Dane was talking about his ability to shoot the gap, which he's absolutely right. There's there's things against our alma mater. You could see him make some plays. But he'll play tall on you now too. So do you? What I'm hearing you say is that you probably have a better grade on Sternberger, but you'd rather take a chance on Willis being able to be an under tackle. I'm just going to tell you what they'll do. Well, that's the, what I care about. I don't actually they're, care they're, about they're, your opinion. They're gonna they're gonna take. They would take Willis. I kind of think so too. They would give, take Willis, me, and I would take Sternberger myself because I think they're better defensive tackles than Willis. Give me Damian Harris. No oh, God, no! no I, I, don't, I wouldn't be happy with that scenario. If we that, need if to figure out why they players. brought Damian Harris in here, guys. I think we kind of did in the first yeah. segment. Yeah. I mean, they didn't do it for fun. They pick him at fifty-eight, boys. Just uh, get ready for the get ready for the fire. What'll be what'll be a, a worse reaction, that or the taco reaction? The taco reaction wasn't good either. It was bad. My yeah. Cody Kessler reaction. Taco. Cat, yeah. Oh God. Yeah. 
Argentinian dude says, this is a good question. Argentinian dude. That's his name. Welcome. Argentinian dude. Knowing Lyle is gone after this year, which probably, but you can't guarantee that. Uh, it's a mailback question today. If Greg Little drops to 45, would you give up 90 to go get him? Offensive tackle. Sneaky need. Not an immediate need, but a sneaky one. You know because Lyle, mm-hmm. if Troy Brown's getting paid $70 million, Lyle Collins is probably due for a pretty sick payday I don't think. Spring. I don't think. You know what I think they would do? Cam Fleming then goes to right tackle. I agree. They signed Cam Fleming on a two-year deal. I think this. I think there would be a bridge to whoever else to go draft. I think they are content to let that hang for a year. Yep. And I, I totally agree. If they have to, they'll play Connor Williams over there. Draft mm-hmm. show 2020. We'll exactly. be talking about offensive. Exactly. Tackle. Exactly. I agree. Uh, okay. Wow, you actually agreed with me, Zach. Zach's. <laughs> I love the Zach's been listening to the show because this is the broadest phrase. Zach's trying to find a willing dance partner. Ah, there you go, Zach. Would Dallas try to move Tank Lawrence to Baltimore for a one and a four? They I don't think you're going to get a one for That's, him. I know. I want. You're not going to get a one. I like. And I we, like. And we did a whole show on a one and a three. I like outside the box questions, but great question. As long as this shoulder thing is lingering with Tank, I just don't know if, if Tank, I buy it. If Tank were to get, if Tank were to have been fixed, then I think there's a possibility that you get somebody to give you a one. I just don't think being he. It, I think I, I said this on our show yesterday or a couple of days ago. If if he gets fixed, he I think he takes back over the leverage. That's another day for another show, but yeah. I think if he gets fixed, all of a sudden he says, "Okay, I gave you something. Now you give me something." Not only that, but like, "Hey, yeah. I'm as soon as you put the paper in front of me, I'll be ready to go." Again, this team hunting defensive tackles, not ends, which yeah. is kind of a, a, yeah. a different thought right now. Caleb says, "Dan, this is I'm going to put you on the spot here, and I'm sorry." <laughs> he says, "How many safeties do you think will be picked before pick 58?" How many teams ahead of the Cowboys have a need at safety? I'm really I'm putting your draft yeah, knowledge you, to the test. There, there's quite a few because um, I was actually, I'm mapping out my seven round mock draft um, that'll be up next week. Yeah, and that's, we'll do that the week of the draft. By the way, we'll have our Cowboys seven round seven round mock draft the Tuesday before the draft. And it's interesting trying to map out these safeties. Uh, I only had one going in the first round. Then I think I had four going ahead of 58, so five total and. Which makes things interesting. Uh, Who's your one? Adderley going in the one. Adderley. And then Rapp, Rapp, Abram, Abram. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, Deontay Thompson coming off the board in front of Dallas. So, you know, you look at teams like Philly, Mm -hmm. um, they could use one. I think I had Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, the the new nickel in Atlanta. What's Houston's situation? They got back-to-back picks right in front of you, too. They do. Yeah, well, they just— Did they lose—did they sign somebody after they lost Honey Badger? They they, signed the kid kid out of um, Jacksonville. Yeah, from Jacksonville. Okay, Gibson. Gibson. And their third-rounder from last year from Stanford, uh, Reed, he he played pretty well as a rookie. Really well, yeah. So Not a bad player, yeah. I think they're okay at safety, at least in the first two rounds. Um but I think they're going to go. You know who, who the Texans are going to go after? Are some of those bigger corners. Yeah, uh, it's Isaiah Johnson, Joan Williams, a couple corners that the Cowboys might be interested in. So, say good insight right there. Cowboys are fans of Isaiah Johnson. Going mm-hmm. back to that cornerback talk. Mm-hmm. That I mean, that's that is interesting. I mean, hey, there's there's more safeties visiting the star this week than any other position. And yep. of, of all the guys you just named, I think three or four of them are visitors. So, yep. right, just saying. Um. Paul says, with some chatter about working out linebackers, who are some late-round linebackers uh, that could kind of step into that special teams role? I, th- You know who I like a lot is Cole Holcomb from North Carolina. Yeah, 30-visit guy. Um, and he, combine snub, 
former walk-on. I mean, just uh, kind of made his way, and he led the team in tackles the last three years. Really athletic. Uh, needs to be a better take-on player, but I like I like him. I think he's smart. I think he's physical. Um, it just needs to be a little more efficient with the way he can take on blocks. What did you think about Blake Cashman from Minnesota? Oh, I love him. I get, he, Is he higher up than – he's not a late-round guy to you then? No. I, I gave him a fourth-round grade before the combine. Then he tested yeah. a lot better than yeah. I expected him to. So, so he, you'd be a guy that you would, you would say he would probably go a lot earlier than where – People initially a, had him projected, right? He's a player you consider in the top 100. What would you do with Cameron Smith from USC? Um, fourth round grade, I believe. Okay, I there's just, another guy. I'm he sorry. tested a lot better than he plays. Like he's yeah. instinctive. Yeah, but he left production on the field because he just doesn't have the range that you need. I tell you what, though, he is a guy when you watch him play. The read and react stuff yeah. is really good. He's sharp. Yeah, and so all of a sudden I'm starting to think, okay, a guy that sees it pretty well, that reads pretty fast, that could get the ball. Yeah, can he finish a little bit better? I think he could, but. Yeah, four six seven, and he's and he's over. He's what six two two thirty eight. I don't. When I think of special teamers, though, I don't know if he's necessarily going to fit the bill. Um, even though I know he tested well. Yeah, I'm thinking of Cole Holcomb. Uh, another thirty visit is uh, our Arkansas linebacker Greenlaw. I think he's the ideal special teamer. Okay, uh, and a guy that you're looking at in fifth to seventh round. Okay, here's a good one. Um, Kevin says. You know, talking about safeties, if the value just isn't there for safety on day two, he says early day three safeties. So I'm going to I'm setting the strict parameter fourth round pick. You Mm -hmm. got you got two. Who's the safety you could draft with one of those fourth round picks that you would feel good about? You like any of those fourth round safeties, bro? I'm looking right now at my fourth round safeties. He threw out Malik Gant. Malik Gant, Malik Mike Gant's Edwards. a good player from Marshall. Yeah, yeah, that's a good name. Malik Gant and Mike Edwards are my two fourth round safeties. Yeah, Mike Edwards from Kentucky, who's been banged up. Yeah, uh, but he can play. Yeah. Um, I, I, and then I have a couple of four fives. Will, um, Will Harris from Boston Will, College. Boston College, yeah. Evan I didn't think Worthington, he was in Colorado. A couple four fives. I mean, they, they visit. They also visited too that that Kari Wells. The Corey Willis from Michigan State. Yep. You didn't have him that high, though. Did you? No, I, I did. We, I had more like a had fifth round, I think it's what? Fifth. I, think I have a sixth. Yeah, yeah, I think it was fifth round on him, though. But, yeah, that, that's kind of the, you know, I, I've got to get into a couple more of those guys. But I think the guy that the guy they brought in, Malik, Malik Gant's a great mm-hmm. name. And then also, I know that, uh, I could say, yeah, that that's Willis. Those would be kind of the guys I would think that they would they would look at. Is that it for this? Uh, I got more. I mean, we're up at we're yeah, at forty. Let's, yeah, it's let's, up to let's, you. let's 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 save that. Let's okay. save that. And we got we. I want to do some. Tell me more. Maybe yeah. we can you know can get back to that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, when we come back, we will hit you with some. Tell me more. Stay tuned. While a player can look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. It's time for Tailgate with the Otterbox Boys. Otterbox? The makers of those crazy protective phone cases? The one and only. They're also wild about protecting parking lot parties from sad drinks. It's why they made Elevation Tumblers. Rumor around the Crock-Pot is they're made from stainless steel with a copper lining to keep temps hot or cold. True. They even come in seven different sizes, up to 64-ounce the Growler. Hmm. I like how Otterbox drinks. I mean, thanks. And that's been Tailgating with the Otterbox Boys. Check out all the colors and sizes of their Elevation Tumblers at otterbox.com. 
Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. The Cowboys are on the clock. We're back here in the Draft Show in the SWBC Mortgage Studios. We're always uh, presented by Miller Lite. We do appreciate Miller and their uh, sponsorship, longtime sponsorship with the Cowboys and then also with the Draft Show. Uh, as we've mentioned, we've got some things coming up. Uh, we got this draft magazine. I think I got it uh, kind of squared away here. Uh, Show it the camera. There you go, Kent. Thank you. I appreciate you doing that. It's uh, out. It is finally out. And the way you get this is there's 170 players in here, a total of 550 listed. Dane Brugler did some NFL comparisons for you with the top players. We appreciate that. David Hellman's got his mock draft in there. We got a seven round mock for the Cowboys. Uh, Gil Brandt, who argued with me this morning about it's always great to have a Hall of Famer argue with you about oh, yeah. players. Uh, you know, the needs for every position for the Cowboys and stuff like that. You can get this, the printed edition, at shop.dallascowboys.com. They're at the Fan United stores here at the Star and selected Barnes and & Nobles and other retail outlets. So there's also a digital version of this, too, that we can get out there as well. So make sure you visit dallascowboys.com uh, slash star for more details. Dane Brugler, uh, the Beast, will be out uh, next week, or it will hopefully, be hopefully, hopefully be out week, next yeah. week. He's waiting on a couple of final pro days, uh, so make sure you check out DP Brugler, yeah. and he will have that information all for you. So if you want to get the star, you got all that Star Magazine, and then Dane's uh, on his Twitter, DP yep. Brugler, and we'll go. David Hellman, let's do a little. Tell me more. The great thing about waiting till later in the draft cycle to do Tell Me More is that you can pay attention to news going on with the Cowboys draft interests and then pick names that are beneficial and make you sound smart. Yep. There you go. We kind of touched on one of them in the last segment. Tell me more about Boston college safety. Will Harris. Mm. Will Harris, uh, senior bowl guy. Um, not a lot of college production. Yeah. But I thought, I think he has good traits, uh, pretty rangy. Um, I want to see better, 
read react um, anticipation from him mm -hmm. but i think he moves well i think he's tough um so i think he hold up versus a run in the past um i just don't he's not a playmaker yeah but i think he there are functional traits that will keep him in the nfl no he's absolutely right and and when you watch him you watch his tape you're like okay 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 you're kind of waiting for him to do something and then you know he'll find a way i i think the thing that dane said the best about his traits I think he's a really I think he's a good athlete and I think when he sees it he can go you can see the 441 speed that yeah. he has when he has to make I, one of the best plays I saw they switched to coverage him in a corner switched to coverage on a route that went down the field and it and usually safeties get caught having to chase he just naturally just turned and ran with the ran with the safety. So it showed me that he knew what his assignment was. It also showed me he had the athletic ability to carry the wide receiver down the field. So I, I like him. I had him personally in the fifth round is I, where I, I had, had. I had a 4-5 yeah, on him. So, so that's kind of where, close, where, yeah. where we're at. Yeah. I really would like it if the Cowboys drafted a running back in a sensible slot. Okay. Uh, not at pick 58. Okay. Day three. So with that in mind. Tell me more about Miami's Travis Homer. A young guy. He's one of the youngest in this class. He doesn't turn uh, like 21 until August. So young, young kid. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mickey. 5'10", 201, uh, 448 in the 40. Um, he's, I was pretty encouraged by his pass pro. Yeah. Like he'll step up and, and do it. Um, he's more of a slasher. Yep. Uh, one cut guy and go and uh He'll he'll run through contacts, uh, but he's not overly powerful. Um, but he's a guy in the later rounds that I wouldn't mind adding to my team. Yeah, I, I think that I think that Dane's absolutely right about him. Once again, I think this guy's really aware to pick up blitzes, which is really I was encouraged by that because he's five ten three two zero one. The four four eight looks legitimate. I, mean, I thought he had great patience as a runner too. You would see like the blocks kind of develop or start to develop, and it wasn't always clean. Mm. And then he would wait, 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 and then up he's stepping through the hole. So, yeah, I, I was uh, I felt like that they were, he played with a little bit more power. I thought there were times where I watched him lower the shoulder, try and run through guys. He'll bounce off guys, you know, carry, you know, carry the ball, carries his pads. Well, I, I think that there's some complete back traits to his game. Again, not a lot of catching, but the times that he did catch, I thought he was pretty comfortable doing that. A couple, he, he, he had to adjust. The ball was behind him. He adjusts to it a couple different times in the flat and then gets up the field. So, Where am I yeah, getting him? He's probably more of like a fifth, sixth round kind of yeah, between five and seven. Yeah, somewhere. yeah, he's somewhere. I, probably more closer to six. I know you're. I know you said five to seven, but he's probably closer to a sixth round guy. Is really what he is. Speaking of tall cornerbacks, got my eye on a, a six-two guy out of uh, Penn State by the name of Amani Oruwarie. Nice job, thank you. I, I'm I wrote, still working on it. I wrote out the Oruwarie. I wrote out the phonetic spelling on my notes. So. There you go. I'm still working on on him. I, people like him a lot more than I do. I don't know. I like him. Yeah. But I don't like. I, I, he didn't make my top 100 players. Right. He he just missed. He's more of a fourth early fourth round guy to yeah. me. Um, I don't know. I mean, you like the size. He's six one and a half. Um, he tested okay. Uh, with a four four seven in the forty. Right. Um, he's allergic to tackling. That's true. Uh, he's most very, corners are. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I need my guy to get get him on the ground. Yeah, I you know. Yeah. I hear you. He's very just. He's ultra conservative as a run defender. Uh, I think when the ball's in the air and he can locate it, he can be a playmaker. He'll go and get the football. 
but he has to locate it first. Yeah, that's the problem. He lost the Michigan State game because he couldn't find the ball yeah, on a play. Felton, ball, Felton Davis. Yeah, Felton Davis got over the top of him. Yeah, and so to me, and Dane's right about him, I do think this guy's got some quick-footedness to him in reaction. The problem is I don't think he plays a very good balance. No, he's not. Yeah, I, and he's that, just that's all. And if my corner doesn't play with balance, I'm 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 out. If he doesn't tackle, doesn't defend the ball. You know me. I always like these guys that able to defend inside routes. Y'all aren't y'all aren't giving me a lot to work with here, other than the size. My final my final line in his report uh, checks two important boxes with his length and intelligence, but his average speed and inability to maintain his balance and coverage likely limits him to a zone based scheme. Yeah. Not loving it, guys. That means he's going to be an all-pro next year. <laughs> For this team. Rookie of the year. Yeah. Uh, another guy that we mentioned um, in the last segment, uh, we know we know he's – he said he was talking to Jerry Jones, which is interesting. Yeah. Which, not surprising given where he went to school. Yeah. Uh, tell me more about Arkansas linebacker Dre Greenlaw. Dre Greenlaw. Undersized. He's under six foot. He was actually a safety in high school. Yeah. 5'11", um, 4". Right, and they recruited him as a safety uh, at Arkansas. Uh, he, he's got a difficult background. Like He was in and out of foster care, had a difficult upbringing. Uh, and then one of the assistant coaches at high school is kind of like the blindside uh, yeah. narrative type thing. And so adopted him and um, you know, kind of helped change his life around. Football has been a big part of uh, his life. And he, he played as a freshman. He's been a big part of the Arkansas defense the last four years. He's undersized, and you know, I question just how great his range is. Yeah. But... And there's sometimes where the height will work against them. Oh, that's that's backfield the, I, vision. That's and, the thing. But yeah. I think if you're looking for a guy that's going to help out on special teams, and I think because he's a former safety, you do see some of that in coverage. So you know, as a sub package player, as a special teamer, you know, he's not a bad pickup in the later. No, rounds. you're absolutely right, and and you do see the the length give him problems because. One of his best moves is to extend, and then as he's going backwards, is to spin to get to the ball. And then it's now he's. And I'll tell you something though about Arkansas, and this, and maybe Dane found the same thing. They beat LSU every time we're good. No, yeah, I know. The defensive line is not any good, and there were a lot of times where he had guys right on top of him having to fight blocks. And then he would manage to get off the block. He makes a ton of tackles seven and eight yards down the field. Right. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that the guys in front of him are not very good. And and, and that affects the way that he plays. But he, you know, you, you mentioned that he's the hustle, the effort. I mean, there was one time Alabama, Harris breaks through there, and you know, he's having to co he's having to fight a block, and now he's got off the block, and now he's running. He makes the tackle. Yeah, it's twelve yards down the field, but he didn't give up on the play. Right. So yeah, the length is going to be a problem for him for sure. If he gets drafted by this team, it would undoubtedly be as a special teamer slash even a game day inactive as a rookie. Yeah, but- probably a guy that they just love to have because he's he's fought through so yeah. much where do to you get to the point i want i'll get to that but where do you where would you project him in a in a defense like where would you play him will linebacker got right he's got to run and yeah. the one thing he does it's got four seven three speed i i disagree with dane on one thing i saw a guy that had a little range to him though i i he does when he's he running run, i yes. mean you're watching the arkansas guys kind of run he's running past those guys to get to the ball mm-hmm. no let me let me Clarify. I like his range, yeah. but to your point about getting through the trash, yeah, that's where I don't that's, think he's very rangy that, because that, he okay. gets hung up on blocks. That's and, fair. But if yeah, if he's going in reverse or just able to run, he does have range. Yeah, it would be easy to argue that linebacker is their lowest need on this team. 
Uh, and they bring in all these guys. Well, no, well, well that's the that's <laughs> the point I'm going to make. They've got Van Der Esch, they've got Jalen yeah. Lee's here for at least one more year. Joe Covington. Thomas is here for at least one more year. You just drafted Chris Covington, Justin Marsh, Lillard re-upped. You you're set for 2019. But this team loves to draft linebackers. They do. Ten out of the last. We'll see if Ben Bloom's got any stroke in this thing. Ten out of the last thirteen years, they've drafted one. They've doubled up four times in the last decade. Say that again, please. Ten out of the last thirteen years, they've drafted a linebacker, hmm. and and they've doubled Get ready. up. They you know uh, they they drafted. I think it was Hitchens and Will Smith was in the same draft um, last year. Covington and Leighton Vander Esch. Like right. They love they love those guys to be their hustle players, their special teams players. They're versatile at doing a bunch of different jobs. I just and if they don't if they don't spend a late round pick on a linebacker they'll bring in some priority free agents. Sure. There's no yeah. doubt in my mind. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, all right, last one. Cortez Broughton, Broughton, D tackle out of Cincinnati. You you like Cortez and this is your guy brought us. I do like him a lot. I mean, I I, I appreciate Dave bringing him up because I I basically put him in a headlock to 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 do. You did. This. He was like, put this guy on your list. I want to talk about him. No, I I do. I, I really like this guy a lot because I think there's some I think there's some traits about him that are you know to me I I got him as a as one of those under tackles and again this is a team that's hunting under tackles and I'm I think this guy's got some elite Collins to him. Mm-hmm. And I think when you watch him play, you know how Malik kind of shuffles like he, like the, you know, when he's when, he, when they're working around a twist, his feet never really get up. I mean, his knees never, re- but it's like that quick feet and kind of getting around and stuff like that. I, I think he's, I think this guy's got some of that to him. And I, you know, he's a little choppy with the chase, the quarterback, but he's got initial quickness. He could close down in a hurry when the, when the, when you see the hole open up and he's there at three, he could cross face and then close down. I think the guy plays with some power. I th- and he finishes with some violence. There's some times when you watch this guy tackle that like he's wrapping up and now he's slamming a guy down on the ground. So I saw a guy that plays outside the tackle box. It tells me he's got a little bit of range. But I think that, you know, I think there's times where he needs to hold the point of attack just a little bit better. I think he gets too anxious and trying to get off so quick that he kind of takes himself out of a play. But uh, you know, overall, though, I love the I love him how active he is for an inside player and for a team that could use a three technique. And again, he reminded me of Malik Collins when he played at Nebraska. That's why I, I would I would look at this guy. He's kind of the later round version of or the day three version of like a Draymond Jones. You sure, know, like he'll some worries against the run, but he'll make plays in the backfield. I think Broughton has 17 and a half tackles for loss last year. Right. So productive. Uh, 17 and a half. Yeah. yeah. Have 40 starts over his career. I so like that. yeah, there, there's plenty to like about it. What, what grade did you give him, Broughton? I put him in the fourth round. Okay. Yeah. I have a fifth on him. So yeah, yeah we're close. See, I, th- to me, and, and I had a third round grade on Malik Collins coming out. And so I was thinking, okay, is he as good? Is he similar? But he just, there's certain times when they're players, and again, Dane's, this magazine that we did, he'll give you comparisons of guys, you know, and then all of a sudden it kind of clicks in your head. Yeah, he's right. And I, I just think of, if Malik Collins wasn't hurt all the time, yeah, we'd be talking about a different player than Malik Collins. But oh, yeah. this, this kid reminded me of that disruptive, up-the-field Quickness kind of gets outside. Boom! I'm back inside now, chasing the football, getting up, working the twist stunts. I, I think that the Cowboys probably won't take this guy, but when he does get selected, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a really glowing scouting report. I'm gonna stop down the show and give this guy a, a glowing scouting report. Here's all the reasons this guy is great. The Cowboys won't draft him. No, Come no, on. no, 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 no. Come I on. I would like to think 
I would like Why to not? Th- no, no, I would like to think they would. I'm excited about these fourth round picks. Sure, I, I just, am too. I, you know, they're right That's next to each other. That's why you guys want me to give up three. You want me to give up 90 to go up. And I'm like, I'm going to no, stand there and pick. Dane and I don't want you to do anything. Dane and I like to hold our picks. Yes. You are the one that wants to always get rid of it. So when you suddenly change your tune, that's when it's fishy. I don't flip-flop very much. You just did today. Not on that. No. I'm we just pick, haven't I'm found. Pick. We just haven't found the right player. That's, no, you know, that's, that's what I'm saying, though. Is 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 the right player that safety? I don't, okay. okay, let me ask you this. Oh me, damn it! I was about no, to do the same wait. thing. No, is the right player the safety? Is is it, of of the of the potential sliders of the potential sliders? If rap is one of the sliders, polite. Mm-hmm. When you yeah. say slider, you mean get to you, get near get you, to you, or get near you, get near you at fifty, fifty, four. Okay, forty-eight, forty-nine. 50. I'm talking about I'm talking about an eight spot jump that's going to cost me a four, maybe. I would trade a fourth to get Taylor Rapp. Well, yeah, easy. Yeah, that. But that's our whole point. Is like I think you're you're whistling Dixie, like you're crazy. I don't think that's going to happen. Right. I'm more trying to consider if I would trade a third, which I I would consider. Not saying I'd for sure. Okay, so so we're thinking now within the last couple minutes here of this show, we're thinking about him as a trade up guy. We're we're definitely thinking about him as a trade. Did we? I don't. Eh, I don't know. I don't think so. Are we? What Taylor Rapp? Yeah. I mean, why d- not? What's the trade? The tra- I'm. Not, I don't want to give up ninety. I would consider giving up ninety to go get Rapp. Okay. Okay. I like it. I'm not. I don't. I don't know for sure. I'd do it, but I, I think you have to wait to see how the draft plays out and see how it's looking and how comfortable you are with who's going to be there at fifty eight ninety and compare that against. It's, I mean, it's the, we do this every year, like Juan Thornhill and McCole Hardman or yeah. Taylor Rapp, you know, or it's tougher this year when pick, we're talking about pick whoever you want, 58, 90 and not, you know, 17 and right. sure. Whatever, you know, right. it's 50. Sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, Zach Martin and Demarcus Lawrence or Zach Martin, Trent Edwards and Trey Turner. You know, it's, yeah. it's Trent Edwards. I that was I think no, that was the guy that, that Stanford. Got, yeah, that was the guy yeah. that got drafted at forty-seven. I don't yeah. think the Cowboys would have taken him. Yeah, I just right. no, I used his name. Yeah. His name I haven't heard in a long time. Uh, it, yeah, it, I remember the, one of the coolest things we did in last year's draft show was you came up with those scenarios, those yeah. three players. Yeah, oh, yeah we should who, do that again. Yeah, maybe oh no, that's good. Maybe get ready for next week. Yeah, I will. But, oh, yeah. just, just get ready. Get yeah. ready. Get yeah. ready. That that was really interesting with, you know, if Van Der Esch or, or Harold Landry. Yeah. The, that, that was really interesting. Ma- made you think. Oh, yeah. I'm going to make you think. It's close. We're getting close to this thing. I, three dude, weeks from today, we're thinking. It's sneaking up. Oh no! It, like, it's not sneaking up. It's right here. It, seriously, we're gonna we're, like I said, uh, we're gonna do our seven round. We're gonna go to double shows the week of the draft. We'll probably do a Tuesday show. We'll do our seven round Cowboy mock draft. We have some live shows too. Yeah, right? and we got some live shows. Running hopefully, out of time yeah. To do if that. our marketing people would do that, that would be nice. Uh, but anyway, let them know. Let them know. Uh, but that's it. That's all the time we have for today, though. I want to thank everybody out there for. for I mean, thanks to our folks in Bermuda. Oh, good, you remembered. Yes. I forgot to I, I, tell I, you. Yes, we shouts have, out Bermuda. Yeah, we have people mm. all one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. Wow. Yeah, but Bermuda, and then our folks all over the all over the world. Thank you guys for always hanging out with us. We will be about next week. I'll come up with some game to make you think. For my buddies, Dane Brugger, David Hillman, Kent Garrison, Brian Bros. Take care. Have a good week. <laughs>